Finally! <laughs> Hello and uh, welcome uh, to Take 5 for Real Estate podcast. I have with me today Corey Hinton with CityQuest. Corey, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Owen. Thank you so much for having me. Good. How are you? Good. I'm, uh, I'm so glad we finally get to do this. We've tried a couple times and now we're here. Yeah, <laughs> finally. Yeah, uh, hopefully Amazing. the technology gods will will smile upon us. Um, That's right. Yeah, but well, I've, I've known Corey for a couple of years and she's a great agent and uh, has a wonderful story. So let's jump in. Why don't we kind of start with your career in real estate, how you got into real estate and, and uh, where you are today? Uh, so thank you. Um, yeah, my, my career in real estate started about a little over six years ago. Um, actually, I've um, always had girlfriends that were realtors, uh, and they always told me in my previous career in the restaurant bar kind of hospitality industry that, you know, Corey, you should try this out. You should try this out. And, you know, I was doing well and I loved what I did. And, um, you know, service is at the core of what I do. Um, and, uh, you know, over time, uh, I, you know, saw the light and um, went, uh you know, got the license, the whole, yeah, I'm a realtor now. And, um, you know, about a couple years or so in is when I really started um, finding my footing here and now with CityQuest Properties Group and have been here a little over four years of, of that career. And, um, you know, been really happy uh, working with a lot of new construction development as well as my own um, personal clients and in the resale market and um, you know now moving into a little bit more of the investment side also so um, yeah a little bit of background there um, you know just kind of started out with the restaurant bar business uh, and uh, learned a lot of the customer service, I would say, through that and still wanting to, again, provide a service to people. Um, just this was a, a natural fit. So uh, just, yeah. you know, been really grateful for uh, my new career. Yeah, well, good. So what's what's uh, unique or different about CityQuest and, uh, and your, your group there? So, um, you know, uh, we, and I call him our fearless leader, but Patrick Burbridge, um, he started CityQuest Properties and um, he has always kind of um, worked with builders who build new construction patio homes in and around kind of central city. Uh, so we say inner loop, um, but we do move, go to Spring Branch or outside of um, just outside of Beltway on on the southwest side, um, but primarily yes, inner loop, uh, new construction patio homes communities, and um, since Patrick uh, has kind of gained a reputation, and we've now gained a reputation for that in developing good products for a reasonable price, um, we. Uh, then had to find a shift to focus on how do we service our agents? And that's what we really were continuing to ask ourselves. Um, uh, outside of just providing open houses or new construction inventory to sit in. So um, we, you know, wanted to see that, you know, what was out there, the technology um, that was required in order to continue to grow as a, as a firm, as a brokerage. And that's when we discovered that Compass um, was actually using Contactually as a CRM. So we decided to merge with Compass 
uh, real estate groups so we could uh, you know, utilize a lot of their tools. And so our agents have access to all of the Compass tools without having to um, be you know, one of the top producers in the city. Right, As you right. know, they, they, went out, they went in and recruited um, some of the, the, the yeah. top, top agents in the city and, and, and kind of uprooted some, some firms. Um, so right. that was you know, three and a half, four years ago. And now they've kind of settled a little bit. And, and right. so um, uh, Patrick actually you know, uh, decided to, to make that move. And now we have all of the tools that we can possibly provide to allow an agent to grow their business. Awesome. So really excited about that. And that's why um, I'm, I'm just really excited about 2021 and you know what, what the kind of merger has to offer. So Yeah. So how many folks do you have there at CityQuest? And what is your role specifically within CityQuest? Thank you. So my official title, (laughs) (laughs) uh, you know, Director of Business Development, um, but I would probably more say Agent, Director, Development Manager. Um, that's kind of more of my, my, you know, what I do from a day to day. I spend a lot of time on, on Zoom meetings and Google Meet, um, and just, you know, creating the culture and keeping the culture of the brokerage and, and, you know, we're all entrepreneurs here. So feeding into that and, um, yeah, everybody has to run their own business and, um, you know, I'm here to help facilitate that by utilizing the tools, being ingrained in the Compass culture and, um, you know, making sure our developments are moving along and, and getting managed properly. So that's kind of my, my role. Yeah. So what is, what is the topic of the year? Of course, is COVID. Um, what, mm. uh, what has that done to your business and the interaction with, with uh, buyers and sellers and, and home builders? Yes, absolutely. Uh, sure. I'm sure you hear, um, you know, a lot of different responses to that question. Yes. Um, <laughs> and, and unfortunately, some of them aren't great, you know. Right. Um, however, uh, with real estate, um, COVID's done a couple things. It's it's kept uh, interest rates really low, so um, you know buyers are are more inclined to to borrow really you know yep. borrow money at a at a low yep. low rate, and um, it, and it's um, you know created this virtual world for us um, where we kind of have to have this new form of communication where many right. aren't accustomed nor like it or anything, you know, um, but there are benefits and, you know, we always got to look for a silver lining if we want to keep moving forward and, and grow. So um, saves you a lot of time commute. It saves you potentially having to put the dress and heels and full face and makeup on, you know? Um, so that's definitely been um, a benefit. I would say. To, I don't struggle with that one. So yeah, well, you know, yeah, you still have to do a little here and there. Pop color, right. <laughs> Um, That's but true. yeah, as far as, sorry, go ahead. No, I was so, so have, uh, you, you're close to builders. Have they slowed down at all or did they change? I mean, I, you know, I, I guess when COVID first hit, you know, I was amazed that there would be, you know, homes being built near me just kept right on churning. You know, no one was, no, there was no social distancing with those contractors and the workers in the buildings. And, and I wondered if any of the builders you work with had any hesitation or they just kept chugging. You know, <laughs> um, it, it was kind of two schools of thought. And uh, one of them was is what you're referring to as far as, um, you know, 
just keep it, keep it going. You know, we've already invested so much. We've already got the supplies on, on order. We, you know, have scheduled out these things and real estate is an essential service. So our essential uh, business. Yeah. So that's why, you know, it, it really didn't stop. Construction didn't, didn't, wasn't required to stop. Um, so definitely, you know, some of our builders um, said, let's just get this you know, completed yeah. so that we have inventory by the end of the year to sell. Um, the other, you know, obviously with the um, effects of um, the shipping and supply inventory, right. um, you know, I just heard this morning, it's going to take somebody two months to get like a fridge uh, wow. just because of the kind of fridge they want, the delivery dates and et cetera. So, um you know, with shipping and supplies um, being being pulled on, you know, everyone's yeah. staying home, improving their, et cetera, et cetera, would cost, you know, being three times what it was prior. So trying to frame a house, which was $18,000 before is like 36, you know, or 40. Um, so yeah, those kinds of reasons, some builders decided to wait and see. Um, but I believe those, people can afford it. <laughs> they oh, okay. aren't pressured, they aren't pressured to, you know, develop the lot just yet. Yeah. They'd rather sit on the lot and let it, let it, you know, even, even out a little bit and um, then just go full force when we're ready, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we have a ton of inventory coming up um, still. And so planning didn't stop. And, you know, um, I can see 13 plus 720 communities here in 2021 already, um, you know, uh, being, being developed. Yeah. So how many, how, how many homes do you think will be available through you guys in 2021? So it's like 200 plus. Oh, okay. Awesome. So we're yeah, looking so forward. We're, it's happening. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So going forward into next year, what do you, what do you, project or what uh what do you see changing next let's say let's say after we all get vaccinated and we're all back to you know meeting in person um what do you think uh will COVID have any lasting impacts on on real estate and home buying you think well um we you know inventory is so low. So I think um, if, if we get vaccinated, you know, I think that it's just going to get even more um, and the inventory is going to get sucked up even more, um, you know, and people are going to have to make uh, decisions on, on, you know, what happens if something like this were to happen again, you know? Uh -huh. um, I think that's the thought even, you know, well, there's always that what if, because at one time, you know, that 9-11 happened or that one time that, you know, now it's that one time COVID took a year of our lives, you know? Um, and- um, Good way of saying so, it. Pardon? That's a good way of saying it. Mm-hmm. So, well, that's, I mean, I, I think about so many people, you know, our team and, and how it affects everybody and some people can thrive and others don't, you know, yeah. um, but uh, after COVID, I, I think that, or not after COVID, well, one, after the vaccine, let's just say that, um, I think, you know, the inventory is going to get sucked up as soon, as long as the interest rates stay low. If yeah. the interest rates stay low, I think we're in good shape. Once they start going up towards five, I think people are going to start panicking, holding off, you know, figuring out, even though five is still great, 
Um, yeah. Not two and a half, which is insane. You know, that's insane. Two and a half. It is insane. Like yeah, the, 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 how low rates are, and well, supposedly the Fed says they're going to keep them low through 2022. So, yeah, next year with 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 uh, the COVID being reduced and vaccines uh, more common, mm-hmm. low rates, already existing low inventory, you would think next year just more of the same kind of a feeding frenzy. You know, I was, I was surprised this summer with how much, uh, you know, how much people were just hungry for homes and the competition, you know, I would do a pre-qualification for a person. Oh, we're going out this weekend. We're going to, you know, we've got it narrowed down to these two or three homes and then you know, follow up with them on Monday. How'd it go? Well, they all sold, you know, <laughs> so uh, people will have to, buyers will have to make quick decisions um, I even they think find something that was available. Yeah, I think it's even a backup offer uh, world right now. You know, like you, you need if you want to have if you're a buyer, you're serious, and you need a house, and you want the house of your dreams, right? Because everybody else does, right. and everybody else wants the same one in the same neighborhood because it's the nicest one for the most reasonable price. So, you know, as soon as it comes up in day one, two, or two, you know, you start seeing it, it pending. Um, and I'm advising my buyers to, um, you know, go ahead and put in a backup offer, knowing what that means. Um, because um, at this point, you know, if anything were to happen during the inspection period and the sellers are like, you know, I don't want to deal with this. I'm just going to go with so-and-so, you know, then, you know, I think it's really in, in, the, in the favor, you know, to put that kind of card down prior, you know, during that period, either that or, um, you know, uh, think outside the box, um, you know, or just pay the piper, you know, you gotta go in list price and, and, and keep it real, keep the contract real clean. Um, yeah. that's probably what I'm saying yeah. most of, most of the time, but yeah, yeah listings, <laughs> listings, 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 listings. <laughs> so, so how do, how do, how does a good agent get listings? So, well, I mean, you ask for them first and, um, you know, you just uh, uh, find out what kind of added value you can provide to your clients, you know, um, and, and that's why we are so excited about not just, uh, you know, uh, having the background and the reputation of CityQuest properties in the city, but as well as, you know, providing the offers that Compass has, like Compass Concierge. Um, have you heard of that? Yeah, um, yeah. Describe that briefly. Yeah. Oh, so it's a thirty up to thirty thousand dollar credit. Uh, well, not credit, but up to thirty thousand dollars in a bank card, basically, to spend on renovations to update your home, um, for you know to sell it for a higher price in less time. Um, and um, you get a lot of freedom with that as well, um, up to a three million dollar price point that you can you can do it for. But I think that's a great added value for you know working with a compass compass agent, and um, you know. Um, I think a lot of people can take advantage of that, especially right now when the inventory is being, you know, taken, swallowed up, um, and especially the ones that have been already kind of refreshed. It's moving ready, you know. Yeah. A lot of people are looking for moving ready. They don't want headaches. Um, contractors and materials are expensive right now, so. Um, you and know. you guys have access to contractors that are available and reputable and that kind of stuff too, right? Yes, thank. Uh, yes, yeah. gratefully. Um, they're they're you say available, but you know they're still contractors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, uh, they're so. busy. Busy. Yep. So what, yeah, what, what about so, you? I wanted to ask you that question. Can I ask you that question? Sure. That What's that? Work? 
Um, what do you think is, is, is post-COVID world look like? Well, I mean, what is a post-COVID world? It seems like more people will be able to work remotely. You know, the, the everyone's, the world kept, you know, businesses kept chugging along, although their workers are all remote. Like we're, we probably have, I don't know, 500 employees for the bank, the mortgage group that's within the bank. And I would say probably 90% of them are working from home okay. uh, at least three or four days a week. So, and if I was managing the bank, I would say, Hey, we don't need that office space anymore. We don't need to pay that commercial space. So, so oh, that so, breaks my heart for commercial real estate though, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's been a tough slug for, for commercial real estate, mm -hmm. but I don't think, so that, that influences where people will live, you know? So, so now people are choosing where to live more or like out. You know, where you work is less influencing where you, where you live. Right. So you, if you want to live inside the loop in the cool, trendy neighborhoods and be a hipster, do that. You know, even though your job might be in the woodlands or, you know, Katie or someplace. And this, to the same degree, if your job's downtown, you don't have to live close to downtown. You can live in Katie in the woodlands and not, you know, although a lot of people do that already. But um, so I think that's going to influence things. And I think uh, I think the homes will, you know, having two home off, you know, every home is kind of built with a, well, this third bedroom can be a, an office or you can have an office here on the first floor. Well, now they're going to have to think about, well, we really need two offices, you know, uh, and, and how is the home built so that there, are, you know, can, you know, when the next COVID comes around. Yes. Yes. So agree. Yeah. yeah, every little nook and cranny is going to count, right? So if you can make a little nook into an office and then have that extra room, um, I think that's, yeah. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. And um, as far as soon as this happened and people started working from home, I immediately thought, what's going to happen to the inner city inventory, you know? Um, but uh thankfully you know we we've seen it um still moving so yeah. we're, we're so grateful yeah i mean i think just to the same degree that people think oh i need to you know live in the country and be secluded for safety reasons there's the same level of or the same number of people that say oh great now i can finally move inside you know to where i want i've always wanted to live inside the loop i always wanted to live in montrose or heights or whatever so mm -hmm. um i don't know i, I don't think i don't think there's going to be a great drying out of any neighborhood i think it'll just more movement for people mm -hmm. i guess is what i'm An influx of uh californians too you know a lot of people from california coming into houston a lot of people from the east coast as well you know yeah. um and you know that uh tesla's moving to uh, austin yeah. so that's exciting um yeah. yeah yeah we'll have to houston will have to deal with the energy crisis and can you know over over time we're getting rid of fossil fuels and coming up with other ways to power our, our worlds and our homes. But uh, hopefully Houston will get on the front lines of that versus sticking to, you know, oil. Well, um, yeah. yeah. So, so I have a, a one, one of my questions I like to ask people is what's the strangest or mo most story worthy transaction you've been a part of in your, uh, in your career? Do you have a funny story? You know, I saw that, uh, I, you know, because I just quickly and I just was trying to think of something. But, um, you know, I, uh, funny 
versus tragic, you know, it's just oh. like, ah, you know, do I want to punch people through the video camera? No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, sort of. But, um, you know, I've, I've been a part of, um, you know, a, quite a few transactions now. And um, I just, you know, I really do recall the moments when the client or the buyer um, is just overjoyed, you know, because, oh, nice. yeah, because they've, they've now done it, you know, they've, you know, they've, they've lived their dream. And, um, I just think that is, uh, always such a special moment. Um, I can say one in particular, um, uh, even, even selling, you know, your dreams, even selling, uh, something you've lived in for four, 35 years. Um, I have a, she became a client to friend who is 81 now. And, um, I ended up listing her historic home and, you know, she hadn't really maintained or touched it since the 50s or 60s or something, maybe the 70s. And um, certain things, you know, the radiators are still there. There's no central AC, but this is a this is a two story, you know, beautiful uh, home near near you, you know, know? and uh, so, so you know, that was a process of, this is just kind of one of the transaction that's like nearest and dearest to my heart um, because she had so many memories and so much attachment to that home. And so it was just such a delicate kind of transaction. Yeah. Um, the person we ended up finding to purchase the house um, is also somebody that I knew and um, ended up being able to pair those together was another element uh, to this transaction that I just felt, okay, this is what's what's supposed to happen this is serendipitous <laughs> you know? um so the other um the buyer came in and and they they you know redid the entire home you know made it made it sound structure everything beautiful and pretty and then the old the original homeowner comes back and she's just like wow oh, nice. i always dreamed and da, 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 da. you know it's just it, those moments are just so touching and um, I'm just so grateful to be in a, a profession that I can be a part of people's yeah. dreams and, and really see those come to life. So. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a great story. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. um, well, what's, uh, what's a good way for people to get a hold of you? What's the best way to reach Corey? Oh, man, I think I'm Googled like, you know, a ton. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm available at uh, the city quest properties group office in, uh, near, n- near, um, TC Jester and 11th street. Um, obviously my email Corey.hinton at compass.com. Uh, K O R Y is my, is my first name, Corey.hinton at compass. And, um, yeah, please, please. Yeah. What do you mean? Like Instagram and things like that? Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, DM just, me. People, yeah, no, people, I mean, people with all the ways you can reach people these days. Is there, a, you know, it, do you have a preference? It doesn't, I guess it call in. me, call me, pick up the phone and call yeah, me. <laughs> well, I enjoyed our conversation. I appreciate you yeah. taking the time out of your busy day to, to be on the, the podcast. And uh, thank you so much for having sure. me. It's been such a joy. All right. Talk really to you again. Yes, Bye-bye. sir. Bye. <laughs>